0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on Magic Mike. Now, today in the studio, we have Jason Greenwood. Welcome to my show, Jason.
1: Thanks very much for having me. It's uh, really, uh, really look, been looking forward to this one. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoy the podcast scene. So I'm very interested to see where you take this.
0: Wonderful. So Jason, could you tell us more about your show at the at the Cold Face podcast?
1: Sure. So basically, uh, I I guess I've been involved in the e-commerce and digital space for over 20 years. but mm-hmm. had my own e-commerce pure play, have worked with digital agencies, uh, have, have been a consultant and have my own consultancy now. So I guess I've, I've worked across a lot of that space and I, I really saw, I guess when I first started doing my podcast and it originally started out as a vodcast, um, I, I really mm-hmm. found that there was just not a lot of podcasts that were focusing on e-commerce. Uh, there was a lot of podcasts out there that focused on business. There was a lot of the podcasts out there focusing on mindset. There was a lot of podcasts out there, you know, motivational podcasts, humor podcasts. And then of course, Joe Rogan broke the podcast world with his unique style and format. So there was kind of everything under the sun except for an e or digital specific podcast. And so that was really what prompted me to, to, to start making content in that way. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what the genesis of, of how it came
0: to be. Gotcha. Now, you know, when you start a podcast, you know, um, any podcaster would first look up and, you know, microphones. I mean, apart from looking at what content you want to put, it, uh, put a podcast about, you would want to look at the co- uh, kind of microphone setup you use, the recording softwares you use, you know, the technical side of things. How did you start um, with your first setup? Well, what was your first setup?
1: uh Really, to be honest, it was uh, I. I originally, I, th- I think that oh, I know exactly how it first started. So, I w- when I very first started out, I got a lapel mm. mic, a wired lapel mic, uh, just a, a, a generic uh, wired lapel mic that that actually had a connection uh, into my cell phone. And I was originally recording it on. Uh, I think it was iPhone six. I think was the original phone that I was recording it on. So I was recording the video. And the audio via wired lapel mic. Then I went to uh, a wireless mic setup, a Rode um, video mic, wireless mic setup uh, with a transmitter and receiver with a iPhone adapter. And then I actually bought an M three mirrorless camera um, with audio input, mm-hmm. external audio input. And I plugged, I plugged the, uh, I plugged the wireless Rode video mic into that. Um, and so that's kind of how it sort of evolved over time. And realistically, now I've actually wound it back. Uh, You know, I also bought a Yeti uh, USB mic. I bought, you know, I bought lots of equipment, I guess, over the last few years. I bought lots of equipment for both video and audio. And Mm -hmm. what I found is that that actually slowed me down in terms of, and and also when I was doing a lot of post-production on both video and audio, I I found that that really slowed down my pace of putting out content because it just became you know, along with my day job, it became, you know, if I was focusing on it full time, like maybe a Gary Vaynerchuk or had a team, then maybe I could do mm-hmm. it. But I just found that it slowed me down. And so I stripped it back and uh, I, I don't really focus on on video anymore. I Occasionally do video, but it's it's mostly just audio now. Use primarily just my iPhone to record unless I've got a guest, in which case I'll use um, uh, Google Meet. I'll use GMeet. For the, the the recording and for the conversation, and then I'll strip out I'll I'll strip out the audio from that video G Meet recording uh, into an MP3. You convert that into an MP3. Put a short intro added to it, uh, and then upload it to Podbean. Podbean is is my podcast host that I use, uh, and Podbean mm-hmm. uh, automatically once you upload it to Podbean, it automatically distributes it uh, to to. Um, uh, Basically, all the all the major podcast platforms from Spotify to Apple to Google Podcasts and all the rest.
0: Mm-mm. And and I see that actually you do these shows as like a monologue. Is that am I right?
1: Yeah, that's right. They're they're actually mostly mm. monologues. Uh, I, I you mm-hmm. know I don't I I don't really go out there heavily seeking uh, guests mm-hmm. for my podcast. I find that you know sometimes that can slow down production as well because trying to sync you know, calendars and schedules and, you know, get people lined up mm-hmm. and, you know, they kind of want to know what the agenda is going to be and all that sort of thing. I find that that, that that also slowed me down a fair bit. Uh, and so I've, I've scripted back to mostly monologue. I'd say it's 90 plus percent monologues, but I have started more recently to take on more guests, mainly because those people have approached me and they've said, Hey, you know, we think, we think we can add some value to your podcast. Um, you know, could, could we be a guest mm-hmm. on your podcast? And, and that's sort of how that has started to enter into more of my episodes. In fact, the, the, the episode that I released today uh, was exactly Mm -hmm. that that scenario. Uh, It was a scenario where somebody reached out to me, said, Hey, look, we love what you're doing. We'd love to be involved. Do you have a slot on your podcast? We could join you on. And that's how, Mm -hmm. that's how that came about. And, and so. Yeah, it's it's mostly monologues, but you know, mm-hmm. I will seek out very specific guests on occasion, and sometimes they will mm-hmm. seek me out, and I'll just make it happen.
0: So it's like, um, sort of like you know, whether they match according to the profile. It's not like you know, everyone gets to be on the show. It's if it it's, it's if they actually sort of fit that, um, persona in that sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, they really have to have something to add to the conversation that I'm targeting my content at in terms of audience and really I'm my audience is primarily focused on e-commerce digital you know transactions digitalizing businesses omnichannel you know b2c b2b b2d you know um, and and really at the end of the day if if they don't have something meaningful I think to add to that conversation then you know I guess ultimately me is the one who's the the gatekeeper to my audience. Uh, I try to protect them from that. And I have had some people, you know, just approach me that, that just had no sort of mm-hmm. relation to e-commerce in any way, shape or form, or, uh, no, you know, they don't work in the digital space specifically. Uh, and I just, you know, I just had to politely decline um, their request to be on the podcast because I just felt that it wasn't going to lead to a conversation that my audience would expect from my podcast based, you know, mm-hmm. th- they say that your vibe attracts your tribe, right? And I think that, you, mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, you know, I'm very well known in the marketplace as someone who specializes in e-commerce and digital. And I think if I just started having random discussions um, like a Joe Rogan, then it would probably turn my existing audience off and it would make it hard to grow in that niche. And, and I, I find that niching down on content is, is one of the ways in which you can become more successful with it.
0: So you talked about two important things from this um, just quick uh, couple of minutes, which is like um, production. And audience so I want to start off with production first because I want to understand how do you produce your shows now actually
1: yeah so uh, typically'll I'll record it on my iPhone and I have a there's an mm-hmm. app called AVR which basically records uh, audio clips directly um, to mp3. And then all, and and that makes it easy because that's the format that Podbean wants you to upload in is MP3. And oftentimes, all if it's a monologue, then I'll just upload it directly to Podbean with with no post production whatsoever. Hmm. I do one take. You know, my monologues are one take. Uh, you know, I don't go back and slice and dice and cut and edit. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I'm I'm a one take wonder, and and I was that way even with video. You know, I don't believe in in retaking and highly editing and highly polishing and having a, uh, you know, a really structured, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I always know going into an episode the subject matter that I'm going to talk about. But I guess because I stay in my lane, uh, from my perspective, I stay talking about things that I'm really confident talking about, and I guess I, I feel like I know enough about to be able to talk competently and confidently about those subjects. And I don't I don't go too crazy and outside my lane. And as a result of that, it makes it easier for me to do those kinds of episodes in one take. Now, obviously, in the case where I have guests and I need to do some post-production editing, like the one that we did last night, you know, there's, there's obviously some fumbling when you start the recording and at the end of the recording. So I'll usually use, there's a few different uh, pieces of software. I'll use Audacity, uh, if I need to do mm-hmm. some hardcore editor editing and I need to sort of splice clips together or my, my new intro um, bit, which is like a 15 second intro, um, that's relatively new. And I just to piece that onto the beginning and trim, you know, trim the beginning and a, an end down. Or if there's something really bad that happens mid podcast, like, you know, you get cut off or something like that, then you can mm-hmm. edit that out, um, you know, using audacity. Uh, and then, and then, really, just basically output that to a clean MP3 file, and away you go. For video, I use, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm shooting a video that I'm going to strip the audio out of for a podcast episode, then I'll use Camtasia Studio to do the video editing. Uh, and then once mm-hmm. that's once that's edited down to the way that the, the the sort of the the episode that I want it to be, you know, and that again, that doesn't usually. Require much editing at all? Maybe a little bit at the beginning and a little bit at the end, and that's about it. And maybe layering in some music or something like that, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll strip out the audio from that uh, as an MP3, and uh, away I go. So uh, really, I've tried to keep that really simple. There's um, there's also another free app for Windows. It's called Free MP3 Cutter and Joiner. And if all you need to do mm-hmm. if all you need to do is trim and connect multiple mp3s together uh then that then that's probably an easier app to use for someone who's not that tech savvy you know it's an easier app to use than audacity for someone who's new to working with audio um, so that they can simply split out you know trim the ends and then maybe put in an intro clip Um, you know it's it's just an easy way to do it but but yeah if you want to do audio over, you know, if you want to do speaking over an audio clip or over a sound clip or, or add a clip to the end or the beginning, or, you know, do some, do some other more heavy duty editing. I think something like audacity is a really good tool to that for that. And then uh, I've also got another app. Uh, so for example, I said that I record my guest episodes with G Meet, so Google Meet. Um, and that's obviously the mm. video I use. It, there's an app called free MP4 MP3 converter, and that actually strips, right. strips out the MP3 out of the MP4 and spits it out as an MP3 file that you then can work with an audacity
0: so that's very interesting. So you actually sort of record it in Google Meet, and you use that free MP4 software to record the Google Meet session.
1: Uh, no, 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 no. So I just, I just, uh, once, once Google Meet completes its recording process, mm. it spits out an MP4 file.
0: Ah, right. Okay. And okay. then, and
1: then the, and then the software, the free MP4. To mp3 converter you just load Mm -hmm. the file into that app and it strips out the audio as an mp separate mp3 file and then that's what gets uploaded uh to the podcast
0: gotcha so you actually recorded within google meet in that sense
1: a hundred percent and it's the same with you know with my mirrorless you know with with my uh with my mirrorless Mm -hmm. canon camera when i was doing a lot of video it records to mp4 Mm -hmm. as well and so when i wanted to um, split that out for audio the audio component to 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 for the podcast I would use that mm. same software to just split it out from the mp4 um and and then that forms the backbone of the of the audio episode
0: gotcha now just a, just a very quick clarification because there are plenty of apps out there I mean we are using squadcast right now this is a bit more you know um, more technical in the sense but then there's also like um, everyday used like zoom for example, why did you choose specifically Google Meet to record the video and audio for your podcast?
1: Uh, look, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a G Suite user anyway. So uh, as part of my mm-hmm. business, you know, I don't use Microsoft. You know, I don't use Microsoft Office. I don't use uh, you know Microsoft products. And so as a result of that. Um, I guess mm-hmm. I I I'm a G Suite user anyway, and G Meet is the default um, you know tool within the G Suite suite of apps mm-hmm. for VCs. So video for video conferencing, it, it is G Meet, and as a you know, it used to be called Hangouts, and you know, it's gone through a few different iterations, yeah, yeah. but it's G Meet now. And uh, I just find that that's really really easy to do recording through, uh, and I also find that that Zoom. It's it, it, whilst it's good, it's just another tool that you've got to pay for. It's just another tool you've got to use. And if you want to record, you know, unlimited on Zoom, then then you've got that extra payment. And I'm already paying for G Suite in my business anyway, so it's just easier to use that tool. And I don't find Zoom to be superior to Gmeet in any way. So you know, apart mm-hmm. from apart from the only thing that that Zoom does support that's quite quite nifty, if you're doing video and stripping out the audio for a separate um channel is is yep. being able to to have backgrounds, right? People can have backgrounds mm-hmm. in Zoom for the video component, whereas whereas Gmeet doesn't support um custom backgrounds.
0: Mm. You may need to use like external apps for that, but I completely understand the fact that you're coming from it's like it's really there. You're using, you're leveraging on what you already have in that sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I just—I don't
1: see any benefit, I guess, to to you know trying to use something like Zoom versus GMeet because they effectively mm-hmm. do the very same thing, uh, but it's already part of the the suite of systems that I'm already using.
0: Gotcha. Now, in terms of um, you know, audience, another thing you mentioned earlier, um, how do you sort of? Engage with your audience. How how does your content sort of engage with your audience? How do you do that?
1: Yeah, podcast is an interesting one because podcast doesn't really allow two way communication. It's a it's a push channel, not a not a push pull channel, right? So, um, mm-hmm. my 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 audience has been mainly built, to be honest, on LinkedIn because my content is really pretty professionally focused. I try to keep it light and I try to keep it entertaining and fun and engaging, but you know, and, and, and somewhat entertaining as best I can, but really it is, it does have a more professional bent, a more professional focus to it versus, you know, a pure entertainment podcast or a comedy podcast or, you know, something like that. So as a result of that, um, I've really built up my audience over time, uh, on LinkedIn and, you know, I've got over 20,000 followers on LinkedIn now, um, actually I think over 21,000 followers on LinkedIn now. So whenever I put out a new podcast episode, I do a post about that uh, and I provide links to the Mm -hmm. episode in the post. uh, And then in my signature on, on almost every post that I make on uh, LinkedIn, I, as part of the signature of the post, I put a link to the Spotify version of my podcast, the actual link to the master podcast uh, in my signature. And and that's one of the ways in which I've, I've I've built audience as well. So it's primarily leveraging the audience that I already have on LinkedIn to get the word out that there's a new episode out, uh, and also in signatures of my posts, just making sure that people know I even have a podcast, and making sure that that, that they're aware that I am on other channels.
0: Gotcha. And and. In in terms of promotion, what what else do you do in terms of like you know growing your audience other than LinkedIn or is do you have any other ways that you do that?
1: No, no, it's it's all organic for mm. me. Um, I, I you know I'm obviously I do guests on other podcasts. I speak at conferences. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm on panels at conferences. I'm very active mm. in the e-commerce community. Down, I'm very visible in the e-commerce community down here in Australia, New Zealand. I'm obviously a A consultant in the space down here in Australia, New Zealand. So I guess I'm always, always looking for ways where I can be more visible and where I can contribute back to the industry. I also engage on a lot of other people's content on LinkedIn and that exposes, you know, people to my profile just because they, they see my comments. So I try to Mm -hmm. engage, you know, it conversationally when people comment on my post, I always respond, and then also I comment on other people's posts and engage on other people's posts uh, for not only mm. to, to, not only to help them and because I actually want to engage with their content, but by definition, it also exposes people to my profile because they see my comment con- uh, comments. So you know, it's a it's it's my 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 platform focus really is you know probably ninety percent of my platform focus is LinkedIn.
0: Gotcha. Um you know, you were mentioning you do video show, video vlogcasts, and podcasts. Yeah. Now, prior to this con- um prior to this uh podcast before we started recording, I, I was asking, you know, which one you focus on. And you said you focus more on the podcast now. Any any thoughts on actually why, you know, scaling back on the Vodcast in that sense. Yeah,
1: look, you have to prep more for for vodcasts. Uh, you, you know, there's more mm-hmm. setup time involved. Uh, you obviously have to look good. You've got to be in an environment that films well. You've got to you've got to be in an environment where the audio is, is pretty good. Uh, specific, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're going to be stripping out the the audio as a podcast from the video after the fact. Uh, you know there is more post production editing required, and there's more involved in post production editing of video than there is of audio. Uh, and also getting people to join remotely for video is is hard unless you're just simply going to take the video. From a G Meet call and you're going to use that as the video for the vodcast um you know getting people all in the same place for a vodcast episode where that where you're both in front of the camera is 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 harder um and and yeah i think i think you just there's more preparation uh involved and there's more more post-production work involved and then obviously when you when you're done with that then you've got to upload it into youtube and you've got to you know and and also with video i almost always try to also do um uh, open captioning as well so i, I try to uh,
0: ah, I, I work okay. with
1: uh i work with uh, capwing is the software it's an online software um that that does mm-hmm. auto subtitling but then you know even then it's got ai but you know it's only probably about 70 to 80% accurate so you've got the additional time of correcting All the subtitles before it gets burned into the video then you've got to do the intro and the outro in the video editing then you've got to upload it and yeah there's just there's a lot more to video to doing it right uh, than doing audio right Uh, you know the reality is is that on your phone with with you know with a with a plug-in microphone into your phone the the, the audio quality is very very good and it's easy to record Mm -hmm. And it's also easy to record if you've got like a, a Yeti mic and you've got that plugged into either a, uh, a podcast editing board that then is plugged in via USB to your laptop, or if you're plugging the Yeti directly into your laptop via USB either way, and you're recording directly to Audacity, uh, you know, just the production quality is very high and the effort is very low and you don't have to be in the perfect Setting, You don't have to look perfect. You could do it in your bloody pajamas. So it is, you know, it is, it, it is, I just think audio is easier. Yeah. It's, it's probably more accessible and it's actually cheaper to produce as well because you need a pretty good, um, vlogging camera to, to do, a a proper vlog, proper vodcast. You need it. You know, you didn't need a pretty decent camera for that. You need, you know, one with external audio, put audio input into it. Or if you record the audio separately, then you've got to rejoin that and post. And there's just, there's just a lot more work to video. If you want to do it properly, than there is to audio is, is what I found. And so therefore it slows me down if I'm doing video.
0: Gotcha. I mean, video production itself. I've done both. Um, So I I've produced over a thousand shows with the company I work with, uh, being an audio engineer and chief producer. Wow! I've done both video, I've done audio, and the hardest ever shows that I did were actually video, where I have to go back and post production post produce them, and it's it's amazing how much you know the effort that you put in the video and the returns you get with video production. It's it's not that great, in my opinion, and I mean it. it it's different if let's say you're just focusing on video production and growing your audience from there, but the audience growth you get from the podcast seems to be more better from the experiments that I've tested. What are are your thoughts on this, actually?
1: Absolutely. You know, I've been able to grow my podcast audience, you know, in terms of I've seen a steady growth. It's not massive yet. I mean, I still only get probably, Mm -hmm. you know, less than 100 listens per episode on average to my podcast episodes. Um, But, you know, in terms of of watching the, the average growth of listens per episode, that's just on a steady upward trajectory with with podcasting and you know, it's, it, because it's, because it's low, production effort compared to the output. Uh, I find that, you know, I'm able to do it a little more consistently. I'm able to do it a little more often. It doesn't require as much effort to do a good job and I love to talk. So it feels very natural for me to jump on a podcast and, and rip out a podcast episode, whether it be as a guest or my own podcast. And I, I really do think that it is the way that people are oftentimes consuming content because, you know, if they're in the office or if they're You know, on um, you know a train or if they're commuting or whatever the case may be, oftentimes they just can't watch video, or if they're watching video, they're not actually watching; they're just listening to the audio of a video on YouTube. Because I know for myself that you know probably over fifty percent of the videos that I quote unquote watch on YouTube, I'm actually just listening to the audio anyway. So I find that uh, you know that that just the way that consumers on the go want to consume content. Audio is just easier for them to consume when they're on the move, mm. or when they're in the office and they've just got some—you know—they've just got their headphones on, and they're just—you know—they they, they, you know if they're working on something, but they just want some background noise, or they want to listen in the background quietly. Um, they can do that with a podcast. Whereas with video, if they if they really need to watch it to absorb the content properly, there's less opportunity for them to do that in everyday life versus versus audio, because I can do, you know, I can, I, I, with my, with my AirPods, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, I don't just produce them, I listen to a ton of podcasts, and, you know, with my AirPods, I can have the, the, the cell phone sitting at home, while i'm while i'm working away or while i'm bloody doing laundry or vacuuming the floor or whatever it is i might be doing i I can just i just have my airpods in and i can have the podcast playing and i can be consuming content while i'm doing other things and it's that ability to multitask i think that is really it's the game changer part of podcasting
0: agreed completely agree now as a podcaster jason as a podcaster what is your biggest challenge
1: a uh, consistency uh, no doubt consistency is the hardest thing because you know it's easy for uh, other things in life to get in the way of producing a podcast I'm I'm really religious about my LinkedIn posts so I, I post every mm-hmm. single day to LinkedIn um, almost without fail uh, and sometimes mm-hmm. twice or three times a day but but I'm very and I've been consistent with LinkedIn uh, pretty much since 2018 so've I've, I've managed to be able mm-hmm. to stay consistent with it over a very very long period of time. It's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, usually uh, unless I've got meetings in the morning and then it'll be a little bit delayed, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or, or later in the day, but but almost always I, I will, one of my first tasks of the day is to do my post to LinkedIn. And I, I've been able to be really consistent with that because it's part of my routine. I think it's, it's harder to build in podcasting as a side hustle. It's harder to build that into a routine uh, than it is to mm-hmm. be just be on your phone where it's quiet and you're typing out something or you're screenshotting something and posting about it or whatever. I just I just think the there is that little tiny bit of extra effort required for a podcast episode, and so therefore I find it more difficult to be consistent with podcasting than I do with regular social media posting.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And and if there's this app, this magical app that sort of solves that problem, how would that look like?
1: uh look i i i I don't i don't think you know there's anchor and there's a whole bunch of Mm. other podcast apps out there that make it you know Pretty much stupid mm-hmm. and easy from a production and distribution perspective, uh, but I, mm-hmm. I think in order to do a good job of a podcast, you really you've got to have your thoughts reasonably well organized. You you have to kind of know what you're going to be talking about. You got to carve out a bit of time to dedicate to a quiet space, a quiet environment where there's not going to be mm-hmm. you know dogs barking in the background or you know the water running for dishes or something like that. You know, there's there's just there's, you know, I, I, I can, I can type out a post on LinkedIn in total chaos around me, uh, whereas I, ca- mm-hmm. I can't, do that with a podcast. So I, I, think that I don't think it's actually down to the apps. I think the technology is already there for ease. You know, I, I can't see podcasting getting much easier than it already is. And I can't see it getting much cheaper than it already is. I mean, it's, it's practically free when you think about it, there's very, very little cost to it for the most part. Uh, I, I just, I just think you, you've got to be in the right mindset you've got to be in the right space the right physical space and you've got to have the right environment uh to be able to do it consistently with a decent enough quality to where you're going to grow your audience
0: gotcha that's very interesting um you know Jason, just to you know, coming to the end of the show, you um, know, I'd like to get yeah. your thoughts on like audio rooms and you know this sort of like mm-hmm. boom, and like I mentioned earlier, this boom in this podcasting industry in this past one and a half years, especially. You know, what are your thoughts on audio rooms and how do they plug into a podcaster, of all podcaster, I should say?
1: Yeah, look, I, I, you know, I played with Clubhouse quite a lot when it mm-hmm. when it first came out, and and I haven't opened that app in probably. Three months, to be honest, or two two months at least, uh, and I think the the issue with it is that the UI of of Clubhouse particularly is just atrocious. It's probably one of the mo- worst app UIs I've ever used. Uh, Uh I think that's the first thing. Second of all, there is no such thing as text DMs. So you have to leave an audio. If you want to DM someone on the app, you've got to do it via audio. And I think that's crap. Uh, Because again, you're not always in an environment. You might be in bed with your partner sleeping next to you and you might want to message someone. You don't want to record an audio message to message someone. So I think that's a ridiculous limitation of the the app. And and again, there's many other issues with the UI. I think the UI is just a, a bowl of spaghetti. I think it's really Bad, um, but even if it wasn't, even if it had the perfect UI, and even if you know DMing was easy, and even if even if scheduling the rooms was was easy, and the calendar visibility was easy, and even if it, it, even if basically it was the perfect app, I think the biggest limitation to the to odd, live audio rooms like Clubhouse is the fact that you can't go back and listen to them at your leisure. And I think that's the massive benefit of podcasts. So you know, I might be busy the entire day but when i drop into bed at night if i want to listen to an episode of joe rogan i can right and i you know i mm-hmm. you know and if i fall asleep while i'm listening well that's not a problem because i'm already in my bed you know and the reality is, is that a lot of the most popular rooms they're run by north americans and so the time zone for a lot of those open rooms is totally ridiculous for someone who's based in new zealand and and so it it, it just i think that those live only rooms. Uh, first of all, finding rooms that are interesting at the time you can listen is, is the, is the first challenge. And then B not being able to go back and re-listen to rooms in a recorded capacity is a massive, massive drawback. So I think it's, it's -hmm. it's interesting. It's interesting. And, and, and look, I, I think, you know, I've had the odd, really cool experience on Clubhouse, but I, I genuinely think it's, it's, it's going to be feature. I think Clubhouse specifically is going to be featureized out of existence. I think Facebook's going to do it, LinkedIn's mm-hmm. going to do it, Twitter's going to do it. Everybody's going to add it as just another feature, as just another option. It's like live video on 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 Instagram. You know, they just they just added it as a feature. You know, not a lot of people use live video on Instagram. Um, it's mostly you know, it's mostly Reels because they're vigging it hard and 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 IGTV and and then of course Stills. But but the live option is still there. And you know. It does see some use, but not a tremendous amount. And I think, I think that's what's going to happen with the clubhouse functionality. And I think ultimately, because Clubhouse is live audio only, and that's the only thing they do, uh, I, I think they're mm-hmm. they're. they're I, I just think I think they're very much at risk of being featurized out of existence by their competitors.
0: I mean Twitter has really le- released their Twitter spaces Facebook is coming up with one like you mentioned LinkedIn is coming up with one reddit is coming up with one discord you know it's just a matter of time I feel like it's it's a similar case of how Snapchat was sort of like um, outcasted by Instagram yes with their stories and all that yes i I mean in 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 my in my world where I come from Snapchat isn't really popular yeah it's it's more of Instagram and it's the stories that you should say. So yeah, it's it's that's how I see Clubhouse. is probably going to be bought by some of the big vendors, and probably that's that's going to happen to Clubhouse, in my opinion as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's their goal. To be honest, I, th- I think their goal is mm-hmm. to was to disrupt and then ultimately be purchased. But the problem is, is that the functionality is pretty easy to replicate by someone major like a Facebook. And so you know, I think I think that that plan may have backfired a little bit on them in the sense that. Why would, why would Facebook buy them when they could replicate that functionality probably in two weeks with, you know, they throw 50 developers at it and they could, they could probably roll out that functionality in two weeks time. So I think it's, it's an interesting one. It'll be interesting to see how they fare in the end, but I think they really will be either featurized out of existence uh, and basically put out of business or they'll be bought one of the two. I, I totally agree with you.
0: Yeah. Jason, this has been an insightful and wonderful conversation. I mean, I like how you try to keep things simple with leveraging on the softwares you have and, you know, keeping things simple and, and just, you know, I think keeping that, trying to keep that consistency going. Um, that's one thing I could have learned from this um, show that we just did, like for 20, 30 minutes, I should say. As a final question, I ask this to all podcasters What did you have for breakfast this morning?
1: Uh, what did I? I, I actually I almost never eat breakfast. Um, so I, I, did, I didn't actually, I had I had one piece of fruit this morning. I had a piece of kiwi fruit this morning and that was my breakfast this morning. So uh, that's all I had. Sorry to disappoint.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. So Jason, this has been amazing. I hope the listeners had a great insight and I hope you had a great time on Magic Mike.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to maybe being on again another time.